Welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Guy. For those that have joined us here at the Kingdom Corner Podcast today, I have something for you a little different today, but it is about the kingdom culture, I do believe. It's just something that that the Father gave me, a different view of a certain way. We've looked at a popular passage in the Gospels for years. And I want to start off and read Mark 1, 14 and 15. Mark 1, 14 and 15. And I'll give you the setting. The setting is right after Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. So Mark 1, 14. Now after that, John was put in prison. We're talking about John the Baptist. Then Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. So Jesus came on the scene. Notice he wasn't preaching salvation. He was preaching the kingdom of God. Why? Because it said the time was fulfilled. That's a wonderful word in the Greek, plerao, plerao, to completely carry out to the full, to fulfill. The time is ready to be completely fulfilled. So we're talking about the kingdom of God is ready to be expounded upon and ready to be revealed in this new gospel age. And that has gone on from the time of Christ till even now, that that is what the Father is doing. He's revealing what the kingdom of God is. And it says, repent. We've talked about that. Have a change of mind. Your mind has to be changed to begin to see things that are new and be able to catch the revelation and the truths that God wants to bring you. I seriously believe that. And so that's the time that we're in. And today I have a different truth for you. It also says, we've talked about before, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing, by the renovation of your mind. That's what the Greek means, to have your mind fully renovated, remodeled. God is wanting in this New Testament, this gospel of the kingdom age, to renovate our mind so we can begin to access and think differently. We talked quite a bit about three sessions on mind traffic and having a sound mind. So what we're going to talk about today is a bit of a way of looking at an old truth in a new way. I have found in my life, when I have old thoughts or old concepts, is to let God take those out of my mind, is to have him come in and replace them with a new concept. Having said that, let's look at John 3, 3 to 5, and I'm going to talk quite a bit about that today. John 3, 3 to 5. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Verse 5. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now let's go back and break that verse down a bit. 
And I'm going to make some comments here in the beginning. The context of what we're talking about, the main word here, the main words that I want you to, to grasp a hold of here, we're going to look at the concept of born again, being born again. Actually, the Greek words here for this are ganao ananthemum, to be born from above or to be conceived is the proper way or begotten, conceived from above. Not born again, but conceived from above. That's what the Greek means there. Ganao ananthem, be conceived from above. Jesus said unto him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is conceived from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this is key. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be conceived when he is old? He cannot, catch this, enter a second time into his mother's womb and be conceived can he? Now let's look at this. Jesus here is speaking to Nicodemus about the concept of conception, not birth. Conception begins nine months before birth. Birth is nine months later. That's when life begins. We would all agree that life begins at conception. Here we're talking with two men in the, in the context. Two men are talking, not two women. Conception is produced from the male. All biblical genealogies are male-dominated. Nicodemus is questioning how to enter the womb, not exit in birth nine months later. He's talking about the beginning of life, of conception. Enter and into, I'm reading from my notes that I've written, are a perfect description of the process of conception. The sperm enters the woman's womb, but conception occurs when the sperm goes into or joins the egg of the woman. Nicodemus is clearly describing conception, not birth. I think this is going to be key as we go on in the study today for you to catch this little revelation here. In Psalm 51, 5, or the origin of King David's sin were not caused by the mother at birth, but were originated by conception. What was true for him is true for all of us. Let's read this verse, Psalm 51, 5. I was shapen in iniquity, in sin did my mother conceive me. Conceive me. The New Testament also states that we were all by nature the children of wrath, even as the rest of mankind. That's in Ephesians 2.3. Medical science confirms that human life begins at conception, not at birth. He's not talking about a baby being born. He's talking about the process of conception being initiated. That's what Jesus and Nicodemus are talking about. In Genesis 5.3-4, let's read this. Adam, not Eve, begat sons and daughters in his own likeness and after his own fallen image. Genesis 5, 3 to 4. Romans 5, 12 says that sin, the sin nature, came from Adam, not Eve. It talks about by one man, sin entered the world. Next point. The Old Testament does not mention anywhere about being born again. However, the Old Testament does have a recurring theme of the seed. The Greek word seed is sperma, which is what causes conception. 
to be initiated. Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the seed of David, thy seed which is Christ. Let's read Galatians 3.16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to the seeds of many, but as one, to thy seed, which is Christ. Okay, so we're talking about conception, not birth. Conception starts nine months before birth in the human gestation period. Next point, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and so are we. Matthew 1.20, 1 Peter 1.3 for some references. These correctly translate the Greek word genathia, or where we get our word genao, which I've been talking about for conceived or begotten. For this word, it is written begotten, which also means conceived, not born. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, so are we. Now, here's a real key crux of this revelation today. I'm going to ask the question, why do English translators mistranslate the word conceive as born in chapter 3 of John. It is because it was translated, not from the Greek, but from the Latin mistranslation of the Greek word from the Roman Catholic Latin Vulgate. That's where we get our Catholic Bible. The Latin word mistranslating the Greek is nodus, which they translated born and which literally means nativity, where we get our nativity word from, which is our English word nativity, where that came from. It's not the precise Latin word which should be conceptus, which comes from the English word as conception. The Latin preposition con means together. Septus is a verb meaning to take. Here we go then. The sperm literally takes itself to the female egg by the sperm swimming with its tail by chemical attraction to the egg. I'm getting into some science here. Until it physically joins together with the female egg. That is the precise moment of conception. The Protestant reformers, even though they had Greek manuscripts available, were greatly influenced in their thinking because the Latin Vulgate was the official Bible of Europe for a thousand years up to their time. Finally, the biological issue is that life is contained only in the male sperm, but only food is contained in the female egg. In John 3.3, 3, Jesus is saying in the Greek, you must be conceived from above. You must be ganano, conceived from ananothen, above. What does this mean? The Greek word anothen means from above. It does not mean again. When anyone, regardless of how sinful, trusts Jesus as their Savior and substitute for them, Jesus, who is, is above, now in heaven, sends the Holy Spirit into us to create a brand new life spiritually to conceive a brand new life spiritually. Our brand new nature is conceived by the Holy Spirit. If anyone is in, that is, spiritual union with Christ, he or she is a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. A new spiritual life is necessary to go to heaven. The physical nature we acquired by human conception is not going to heaven. Faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross is the key. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, it says in Hebrews 11:12, First that which is natural, after that which is spiritual. Another reference, 1 Corinthians 15:46. All believers who have been conceived, like 
they were talking about here in John 3, 3 to 5, all those who've been conceived by the Spirit will only be born again, literally, born anew, that is born with a brand new spirit, soul, and body when they enter heaven, they leave this life, or they're raptured, or Jesus comes and creates the new heavens and new earth. You can read about that in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 54. So, to end up today, I want to say again, you must be conceived from above. You must be ganao anantam, conceived from above not born again. The process starts when you are conceived. When you've accepted Jesus into your heart, he conceives you. You're not totally born again till you reach heaven. Why is this so important? I'll tell you why this is so important to change the way you view this. Just a a little degree will make all the difference. Because I found out throughout the years, there's been what I call a lot of compartmentalized Christianity. In other words, I get born again, like I did when I was nine years old. I was born again, if you want to use that term. It really should be, I was conceived from above. But we'll use the word born again, because that's what the whole Christian world uses. I was conceived from above, is the way I want to look at it now, because Jesus entered my heart at a Billy Graham, they put on a Billy Graham movie at this movie theater, and a number of pastors from the churches in the small town we lived with were there. I raised my hand at the altar call. I went forward. I prayed a prayer, the sinner's prayer. And then I had about a five-minute counseling session with a pastor. He gave me a little booklet, The Four Spiritual Laws. You probably all know what that is. And I had become a Christian. Jesus had entered my heart. It really, really happened. However, when we just think of it as being born again instead of conceived, I think we compartmentalize our Christianity. And then that's something we do on Sundays or Wednesday nights or when we get together with Christians, where really the conceived from above process, that's just what it is. It's a process. Just as in the human body of the woman, a child is being formed and made from the moment the sperm hits the egg and that baby is being form, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the hands, and it's all growing till nine months later when it is birthed, Christians must continually grow. It's not a one-time thing that happens. It'll be one time, literally, when we reach heaven, that's the one time we are literally born again, but it's not just one time. And a lot of people, even myself over the years, this is my point, they've missed that. And so they got born again. Maybe they've even forgot about it. You know, over the years, many, many people I know that went forward to Billy Graham crusades, and I'm not knocking Billy Graham, but there was never any follow through. There was never any process initiated or put in place. So that just became an event that they did 10, 20, 30 years ago. It's the same thing for other spiritual experiences. Maybe you are a spirit-filled Christian with the prayer language of tongues. I know Christians like that. I have family that is like that. They've had that experience. But long, long time ago, they forgot about it. They're not praying in their prayer language every day. The prayer language, it says, of unknown tongues, that prayer language, the, the word there means it's for edification, which is to build up. Well, they might have started to build their building, but they quit building it because they looked at it as a one-time experience, not a process. The Christian life was meant to be a process. 
We were meant to be conceived from above, initiated into the family from above, and the process continues all the time that we are in this life here on earth. It doesn't end. Christianity is not meant to be compartmentalized. Christianity and the relationship with the Father through Jesus is meant to be a moment-by-moment walk. He wants to have relationship with you. He wants to grow you up in the womb, so to speak, as you abide in the vine. I think this is such an important truth. John 3, 3 through 5, you must be conceived from above. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you receive something from this. I pray that you will go back and listen to this again. I think there are some important truths here. You've been conceived from above. You need to keep that growth process going so the baby doesn't die in the womb or so you're not stillborn. God bless you until we come together again. Thank you for listening. Hey, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner. Make sure you click that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. Welcome to the family.